Welcome to Duval Daily, presented by GinJack.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Monday, February 5th. Hope everyone had a happy, safe, fun weekend. We are joined by Murray here in the background. You might see her there. But today we are getting into a Jaguars 2024 mock free agency. Free agency is about a month away. We're doing mock free agency. We always do these mock drafts. Uh, but I think that you know free agency comes first. Free agency is a big deal. And so we're going to take a look at how things might go for the Jaguars in free agency this year. This isn't going to be what I would do, but what I think the Jaguars will do, led by Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson in 2024, to try to get this football team that they view as a team that's close, uh, you know, over the top, as a team that could potentially compete for a Super Bowl in 2024. They talked about it. It's much easier to go from a, a team at the bottom of the league to a average team or pretty good team, much harder to go from an average to pretty good team to an elite football team. That's what they're tasked with trying to do this offseason. We'll see if they're able to do it. But again, this is going to be what I think the Jaguars could do. A good example of what I think they might do here in 2024. The Jaguars currently have $11.5 million in 2024 cap space. Uh, a bunch of avenues, though, to create a lot more cap space. This is according to OverTheCap.com, the $11.5 million number. Uh, if you if you enjoy the content here, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out GinJag.com slash shop, pick up some new Duval gear like the hat I'm wearing right now. Um, so let's get into these cuts because you have the cuts that are going to come and then you have free agency, $11.5 million in cap space right now. You cut Brandon Sheriff, that saves you $9.1 million against the cap. Look, I think Brandon Sheriff is still playing at an above average level, but he's an older uh, guard. He's a guy that uh, is not playing up to the level that his contract suggests he should. Like He should be playing at a top five, top 10 level at the position. I don't think he's doing that. He is injury prone. He is older. You save a lot of money by moving on. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think Rayshon Jenkins, you have a built-in in-house replacement for him. You got lucky Antonio Johnson fell to you last year. That's a guy that can come in and I think probably play at an even higher level than Rayshon Jenkins has. Jenkins has been very inconsistent. So if you put in a young player and he has some inconsistencies, well, you already had inconsistencies at that position. So uh, I think that he's a guy that even if he is inconsistent in terms of Antonio Johnson, he can at least be more of a playmaker, especially coming downhill against the run than Rayshon Jenkins was. I think you cut Zay Jones. Look, there's been multiple off-the-field incidents throughout his career. There's been mental health. You save $4.1 million against the cap. You have an opportunity to try to upgrade your wide receiver room this offseason. And I think, quite frankly, Zay Jones is average at best as a wide receiver three. You can do better, in my opinion. And I like the guy a lot. I know he's a team leader. But uh, too many mitigating factors for me to sit here and say, I really think that uh, keeping Zay Jones at that number makes sense. You cut Foley Fatu Kasi, that saves you $3.5 million against the cap. Um, a guy that just really hasn't lived up to the contract. There's been a lot of injuries. you got to upgrade your interior of the defensive line. One of the avenues to potentially doing that is moving on from Foley and bringing in someone to replace him. Then you have some really hard decisions, right? Foye Lucan, Cam Robinson, Darius Williams, they all save you a ton of money if you move on. You've theoretically been preparing to move on from Foye Lucan over the last couple years in the draft, right? You've drafted three off-ball linebackers. But I say you keep him. I think you got to keep him. He's the heart and soul of that defense, in my opinion. I think he has an opportunity to have a tremendous year in Ryan Nielsen's defense. I think you keep him and uh, maybe you extend him, right? You could save a little money that way, but I think you keep him. Um, Cam Robinson, 
This is an interesting one for me because I would try to restructure, extend whatever Cam Robinson. Then you have your three tackles set for 2024. You're not worried about it. You have Cam, you have Anton, you have Walker Little, right? I don't know that the Jaguars are going to do that. A big reason is they save $17.3 million against the cap by releasing him in 2024. That is a huge number. I think they move on. I do. And Darius Williams, you save $11 million by releasing him with almost zero dead money, only $500,000 in dead money. He's older. He's smaller. But to me, he is a baller. He is a great football player out there. Again, I think that they keep Foye. I think they cut Darius Williams and Cam Robinson two of the better players on the team right now, but they have built-in replacement options. Walker Little can play tackle for you. He's a guy that you drafted. He's a guy that has shown that when he's healthy, he can start and and play pretty decently. Um, And you obviously have Anton Harrison. Then at corner, Darius Williams doesn't really fit the archetype of a press man corner, and the Jaguars are going to do a lot of that. This is not a team that believes they need to completely rebuild the roster, but again, they have a replacement for Cam already, a guy that Trent Baalke drafted a few years ago. I think that the Jaguars are going to move on from Cam and Darius Williams. That is going to give them a lot of cap space. Again, I wouldn't want to move on from either of those guys, but I think they will. I will say that um, this is a really good year to need tackle right? in the draft. It's one of the deepest tackle classes I've ever seen. So if you want to roll with Anton Walker, and then bring in a tackle at some point fairly early in the draft, that's not a, a horrible strategy in my opinion. So you have cut Brandon Sheriff, Rayshon Jenkins, um, Zay Jones, Foley Fatukasi, Darius Williams, and Cam Robinson. That nets you about $50 million in 2024 cap space. And you now have like $61 million to upgrade this roster and, and get right for 2024 and try to be one of those teams that goes from pretty good to potentially great. You've got to sign Josh Allen. I think that, you know, they haven't started those negotiations yet, which is hilarious. Uh, hilarious in, in, in the worst way, right? <laughs> I think they have to use the franchise tag. I really do. Uh, and that's going to be just under $22 million in cap space for 2024. I think eventually they do get a deal done with him, but probably extends on into training camp. It takes a long time. That's just kind of how Trent Baalke does business, unfortunately. But again... 22 million. So that takes a big chunk of what you had for salary cap space. You now have about 39 million in cap space. What are your needs? You need center, right? You drafted Luke Fortner, has not been going very well. You need two guards. Ezra Cleveland is a free agent. You've released Brandon Sheriff. You need interior defensive line help. You do have Devon Hamilton and Roy Robertson Harris, but you need someone else who can be stout and who can create penetration. You just don't have enough juice on the interior of that defensive line you need edge depth Um, you need somebody beyond Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen that can get the job done you need a corner right you've just cut Darius Williams one of your starters you need a wide receiver Calvin Ridley is a free agent Zay Jones is gone in this scenario you want to address those things in free agency so you're not pigeonholed in the draft I think that that is how Trent Baalke likes to operate he said that I think that's how he will operate this year So now that we're almost eight minutes into this video, let's talk about free agency and some of the guys they're going to bring in. Let's start with the offensive line. You need a new center to at least compete with Fortner. For me, you need someone that's absolutely going to start over him. But 
You need someone at least to compete with him, and you need two guards, right? Um, Connor Williams, he's coming off an ACL. I think beyond him, your top two options are Andre James, Lloyd Cushenberry. I think Tyler Biotish makes a lot of sense from the Dallas Cowboys at center, maybe slightly cheaper than those other options. PFF projects him $7 million per year over three years, not a huge contract at all. But I think they go with the guy coming off the ACL, Connor Williams. I think Trenton Balky trying to be the smartest guy in the room, find value, and maybe he does. Connor Williams is a good football player. PFF is projecting him one year, $6 million. Um, again, coming off the ACL in week 14. So this guy that's going to be rehabbing throughout a lot of the offseason, you're just hoping you can get him out there early on in the year, right? Pretty much. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Usually the Jaguars, um, the way they do their cap hits, the way they do their prorated signing bonuses, about 40% of the average annual value of the contract is what's going to be the year one cap hit, right? So... They projected him one year, $6 million. I think the Jaguars give him like two years, $8 million, sweeten the pot, get him to come to Duval. Um, and so you have like a $3 million 2024 cap hit. Very palatable. For a guy, Connor Williams, I mean, when he's been healthy the last couple of years, you could argue that's one of the top five, at worst, top 10 centers in football. That's the type of player he's been. And I think Trent Baalke seeing that, seeing the potential value there, that sounds like a bulky move to me. You still need two guards. I think the Jaguars actually are going to spend a decent amount at guard because looking at the current roster, after you've cut Brandon Sheriff, there's no money tied up there at all. And you don't really have anyone there beyond young players, um, beyond young, like inexpensive depth type pieces. So I actually think that they are going to reunite Connor Williams and Robert Hunt from Miami, bring them both up here, um, you know, drive them up 95, fly them, whatever you got to do. Robert Hunt, he is a beast of a left guard. PFF projects him four years, 17.5 million per. So you'd be looking at a cap hit of about 7 million in that situation in 2024. And now you've got two really good interior players. Um, and, and you've got it. Obviously, Hunt, that's a pretty big deal for a guard. It's about what you paid. Brandon Sheriff a couple years back, but Hunt is younger than Sheriff was. He's playing better football than Sheriff. So I think it could really help out your interior of your offensive line. And and look, protecting Trevor Lawrence, creating rushing lanes for, for Travis Etienne and these backs, it is paramount. And I think that Connor Williams and and Robert Hunt really help you do that. And I think that this I think that this team knows they've got to get way better on the interior. I know that they haven't publicly slammed Luke Fortner or the interior play a lot. They, de- they just generally don't do that, right? They're not going to do that. It's not in their best interest to really say what they're going to try to do in free agency. I do believe that they're going to address this interior in a big way. Then you look at bringing back, in my opinion, Ezra Cleveland, who I think they know. I think they like him. They traded for him for a reason. They named him a starter for a reason. He played through injury and was not at his best down the stretch for the Jaguars. PFF projects him three years, $9.5 million per year. 
So you're looking about 4 million 2024 cap hit. Not too bad. So the IOL is rebuilt there. One big money guy, Robert Hunt, one value signing due to injury in Connor Williams, who could potentially be playing at a star level when he returns for you. And Ezra Cleveland, someone you know. And someone who's done a good job. He's the right age, you know, in his mid-20s. I think someone you can feel pretty good about moving forward. So you're now at about $25 million. You have fixed your interior of your offensive line. You have placed the franchise tag on Josh Allen while you work towards a new deal. You've still got work to do, though. Let's look at corner. There are a lot of potential fits at corner. Um, Jeff Okuda is a guy who would be really cheap, a former you know, top pick in the draft, not number one, but top five type guy who has dealt with injuries and inconsistent play because of those injuries. I think he would make sense for them. But I think that they go in a different direction. I think they're bringing Chidobe Awuzie from the Cincinnati Bengals. They've seen him over the last couple of years playing against the Bengals. PFF has him at two years, $10.5 million per year. So you're looking at a 2024 cap hit of about $4.5 million. But this is a big physical corner, a good tackler. He's in a good age range. You know, I think about 28 will be 29 this year. Should have some good years ahead of him. Had an ACL in 2022, but played pretty well in 2023 um, coming off that ACL. I think he's a guy that just kind of fits the mold of what you need in this type of defense. So you're floating right around $20 million in cap space. I think you're looking at edge depth now. I think Trent Baalke would love A.J. Epinesa. Big frame, long arms, former day two pick, beat up on the Jaguars in London in a big way. You know these GMs, they see players doing good against their team. They're like, how can I get him here? So I think uh, PFF has him at three years, $6.75 million per year. So that's another cap hit of around $3 million. Now you're sitting there. Um, and, and you've addressed a lot of needs. You need an interior player for the defensive front, and you need a wide receiver, which we're going to talk about. So uh, I think you get someone who can come in and, and play the run, but also, more importantly, really kind of create some interior penetration. I don't think that they're going to break the bank here. Um, I do think that they're going to bring in someone on a mid-level deal. Uh, they believe in Devon Hamilton, who obviously had the unfortunate back situation, non-football injury, Last year, uh, wasn't able to regain his former um, his former level of play prior to that. So I think that looking at 2024, they're going to look at Devon Hamilton and say, I think we're going to get closer to what we saw in 2022 than what we saw in 2023. They like Roy Robertson-Harris. They don't really benefit at all from moving on from him. So that's going to be two guys. But I think they bring in Sheldon Rankins. Uh, Rankins has played for a lot of the coaches on the Jaguars' new defensive staff played with Ryan Nielsen, right? Um, An impressive interior penetration style player, a very good athlete, another guy that was drafted fairly high. Uh, PFF has him at two years, 10.10 million per year, excuse me. So that's, again, about a cap uh, cap hit of about $4 million. Um, You need money to sign your draft class. Uh, Once the Josh Allen deal gets done, you'll free up some cap space. Um, because right now he's at that $22 million cap number. After that deal gets done, that number will go down. So maybe you potentially sign some veteran backups, you know, edge of the roster type players, second, third wave of free agency guys. But I wanted to finish up talking about wide receiver. Wide receiver is such a critical position in the NFL today more than ever. You've got to have a lot of good wide receivers. Obviously, they have Christian Kirk, a very good slot player, Evan Ingram, 
a very good essentially slot player as well. I think there's going to be a lot of internal debates about what to do with Calvin Ridley. He is set to hit free agency. Um, you have Josh Allen on the franchise tag in this situation, which I do believe is going to be accurate. What do you do? You can't tag Calvin Ridley. Are you really going to give up a second round pick to sign him? I think they let him test free agency. I really do. I think that they bring in Michael Thomas. I think he's the guy that makes the most sense. He's had injuries. He's had a lot of them. But he's still a very good football player when healthy. I think you try to get him healthy to start the year, get rolling a little bit. Um, He can play on the outside for you. He does not drop the football. He comes down with contested catches. He's a bigger body type of guy, a guy that can help you attack the middle of the field, something the Jaguars were horrible at doing in 2023. He's probably pretty cheap because of the injuries, because of the age. But again, when on the field, he's been really good. So I think this is like a one-year flyer type deal. You attack receiver early on in the draft. And you bring in Michael Thomas, so you have a top three receivers uh, of, of Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and, and Michael Thomas. And I think you feel pretty good about that. And again, you attack the receiver position at some point on the first two days of the draft. And I think you get a guy that projects to be a quality starter for you moving moving forward. Hopefully someone who can be an alpha, but at the very least a quality wide receiver two type player um, early on in the draft. And that's all, folks. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully it was informative. Um, Again, not exactly what I would do in all these situations, but what I think the Jaguars will do, how I think that they're going to be viewing this potential free agency cycle and and what they're going to do with the guys they could potentially cut, guys they could bring in, and how that impacts the draft, informs the future, all that fun stuff. Love to know what you think. Please drop a comment in the comment section below. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com slash shop. Pick up some new Duval gear. Y'all have a good one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.